Hey, Mike here. I'm going to do something new. I can do this because it's my podcast. Well, I know Greg and, and Chico, they help out. But I'm the person who pays all the bills, so you know what? I pay the bills, I have the power. I'm going to do an instant reaction to the episode of Jeopardy that aired last night on March 22nd, 2023. If you didn't see it... Surely by this point you've heard about it because somebody went as much of a Cliff Clavin as you can without doing a Cliff Clavin. And in case you don't get the reference, there's an episode of Cheers from 1990 where Cliff Clavin goes on Jeopardy and he has an insurmountable lead. He cannot be caught unless he does something really foolish. And guess what? He does something really foolish. He bets just about his entire bundle on the final Jeopardy clue, causing him to go from, again, a lock win to enjoy your parting gifts, have a nice day, don't let the door hit you in the keister on the way out. We basically had that happen last night on Jeopardy. Before we get to the game itself, let's talk about who's playing the game today. We have the returning champion, who's a professor named Melissa Clapper, She's a two-day champion with total winnings of $42,400. Her challengers today are Zach Wishner-Gross, a vice president of math curriculum, and Karen Morris, a veterinary student. We're not going to get too deep into the Jeopardy round because that played out normally. Uh, after Jeopardy, Melissa had $3,500, Karen had $6,200, and Zach had $2,000. The real interesting part came in the latter part of Double Jeopardy. With 10 clues remaining on the board, Karen reveals the first daily double in the category Plateaus under the $800 box. At this point, the scores were Melissa had $7,100, Zach had $6,000, and Karen had $14,600. So Karen's got more than double Melissa's score. She decides to go for the death blow and wages $6,000 and is correct, so she goes up to $20,600, putting an essential stranglehold on this game. Then, with six clues left, Karen finds the second daily double under the category Hans Solo, which was about famous people with the first name Hans, also in the $800 position. Melissa is still at $7,100, Zach is up to $6,400, and Karen has $21,800 at this point, over three times the closest of her competitors. At this stage, with five clues remaining after this, and all $800 or less, a reasonable wager might be $2,000. Even if she wagers $7,500, she would still have more than double second place if she is incorrect. But what does she do with greed in her eyes? And really, it looked like she had greed in her eyes. Her eyes gave off some sort of vibe that she was going for the gusto. Call me crazy, but it's one of those little non-verbal reactions that I noticed in this game. So she wagers $10,000. Now, before we get to the clue, it's a known fact that the higher up the board the daily double is, the easier the clue is. I totally understand that logic, but the value she bet just is unthinkable. I mean, she put herself in true jeopardy 
by wagering that much money. Plus also, how many famous people named Hans are there in the world? I know there's quite a few, but going into the round, in my mind, I came up with two immediately. Hans Christian Andersen and Hans Holbein. And you'd figure one of those two might be in the $800 box. You know, the more obscure Hanses are probably in the $1,200, $1,600 boxes. And also there's Hans Gruber and Hans Molman, but surely they're referring to nonfiction Hanses. Here's how it played out. Hans Solo for eight. The answer there is the other Daily Double. You kept it out of the hands of Melissa and Zach here, and how much will you wager? $10,000. All right, a big $10,000 on Hans Solo. This artist, the younger, was working on yet another portrait of Henry VIII when he died in 1543. Karen? I'm sorry, Hans Holbein, the younger, that painter, cost you 10000 And now after that, miss, we have a game. This takes Karen to a very vulnerable position going into Final Jeopardy. Karen has $11,400, while Melissa moved up to $8,700, and Zach went up to $7,200. The Final Jeopardy category was American Novelists, which is a somewhat broad category. The clue, as it was heard on the show, and the responses. It's a tight game. Here's the Final Jeopardy clue in the category American Novelists. He served with an airman named Johannan in World War II, and despite what readers might think, he said he enjoyed his service. 30 seconds, good luck. Zach Wisner Gross in third place with 7,200 wrote down, oh, he wrote down Keller and changed it to Heller, and that is fortuitous. Yes, Johannan became Yosarian in Joseph Heller's Catch-22. So you're going to add, oh, didn't wager a penny. You have $7,200. Melissa Clapper, the champion, was in second place. Did she know it was Joseph Heller? She's correct. She adds, oh, big wager, $8,000, bringing her to 16700 Karen Morris had a big lead before tangling with that final daily double. She needs to get Joseph Heller here. She wrote down Hunter S. Thompson. No, I'm sorry. She's going to drop down 6,001, putting her into third place. Melissa Clapper, you survive a scare, and you are a three-day Jeopardy! champion with $59,100. We'll see her tomorrow, and I hope we see you as well. Thanks for being with us today, folks. Where to begin, where to begin... I get that nerves come into play. Being on stage is a totally different experience than playing at home. And trust me, I've been in that position. Haven't been on Jeopardy yet, knock on wood. But I took part in the hardball hot seat back in 2002 and 2003. And I totally understand. The hardball hot seat in 2002, it was at my university, at Cleveland State University, in an auditorium with maybe about a thousand people in it. So we're talking probably 
three times, four times bigger than the Jeopardy audience. And I totally get it. With the lights on you, with the cameras on you, with a thousand people potentially either rooting for you or rooting against you, depending on how you look at it, I get the pressure. And I cracked under pressure. We'll talk more about that actually in June when we talk about the hardball hot seat and my experiences there as the 20th anniversary of the finals are going to happen in that time. So I totally get the nerves playing games, but also I think there's a little bit of greed here. Yeah, you play the game once, might as well go out on a high note. Hey, if you're right, you're going to have 30-some thousand dollars. You don't need to wager anything on Final Jeopardy, and you're going to come back the next day and get another chance, maybe win more money. But you don't have anything right now. You have just the guaranteed $1,000 if you end up in third place. I get the risk and reward aspect. As I said earlier, the daily doubles that are under the $800 clues are easier. And like I said, when I saw the category come up, there were two Hanses that came to mind immediately. Hans Holbein and Hans Christian Andersen. Maybe she does not know art. Maybe she was thinking it would be Hans Christian Andersen. I don't know. But, oh my gosh, that... In 40 years of Jeopardy, I've never seen anything like that, minus Cliff Clavin. And again, that was fictional. That wasn't real money. That was a TV story. She's taking it in good stride. I will give her that. I took a look at Karen's Twitter while recording this episode, and she's taking it with a grain of salt. It's an expensive grain of salt, but a grain of salt nonetheless. Good on you for that attitude, Karen. But, oh my gosh, what could have happened? She could have easily won with 30-some thousand dollars, 30 to 32 thousand dollars, if she bet nothing in Final Jeopardy, if she was right. But even if she made a more conservative wager, again, $2,000, enough to keep her two competitors at bay, she may have ended up with $17,000, $18,000. But now she's gone to history for essentially all the wrong reasons. This is Mike speaking. This is my opinion. If you agree with me, cool. If not, I'm sorry. It's my opinion, but... Karen made history that she maybe didn't expect. Thank you for listening. So let's take a look and see what your wager was. You bet 22,000 big ones, which takes you down to zero. You bet it all. Cliff, why would you do something like that? It's because I knew that those people had never been in my kitchen.